Hi, everybody. Well, welcome to another episode of Matt Levitt Online. My name is Matt Levitt, and I'm super excited here today uh, to have Carly O'Connor with me. We're actually doing this uh, via phone. So thank you, Carly, for joining via phone uh, with us today on Matt Levitt Online. I'm here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and you are in Port Smith, Virginia, I understand. I am. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's real exciting. Um, you and I have uh, known each other for a very short period of time, but I was intrigued yeah. by um, the, the, the conversations that we've had, uh, number one, and your dedication and your commitment to building a business. And I would like to just start off, um, we're, this, this category that we're going to be discussing here today fits into one of the realms of the MLO process, which is development, developing your business to have never-ending uh, leads the people and driving your top line growth and big part of that is relationship building and, and many other uh, facets and I believe that Carly you are one perfect person through our conversations uh, to be joining us here today to have um, uh, help us help us to help others to understand the value of of how uh, this process can really help people to grow their business so first I want to thank you and um, secondly, I want to commend you on uh, the growth of your business and, the, and, and the, all the things that are happening with you based on what we've talked about and what you've been doing in your business. So let's dig right in, okay? Sounds good. All right. Well, Carly, uh, first of all, you're in the direct sales arena. Uh, and I, I am. Said, you know, tell me a little bit about what, what got you involved in, in, in direct sales and, and what, what have you been doing prior to this so we can – allow the audience to kind of get a feel for who you are. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've actually only been in direct sales for a little over three years, um, but I've been in something that is customer service related for the last 20. So I've basically spent my entire working career in some form of customer service. So I love working with people. Um, and it's something that I, I think developing relationships with people is super important. Um, so before this, I have a background in everything from business to restaurants um, to direct marketing, and then direct sales just seemed like the next best step for me. Um, it was perfect for me at the time where I was in my life, where I was in my relationship, um, and my husband is active duty, so it was something that I figured if we had to move, I could just take it along with me. Well, that's a great idea, you know, and, that, and that number one. And number two, I like the concept of direct sales because it's a very – uh, I mean, you know, first of all, a person can get involved for very little overhead uh, to get started. Oh, yeah. It's yep. just a matter of, uh, and then learn, you know, you got to learn the system, learn the product, learn the company, um, but apply your own skill set and apply your own efforts and then begin to just continue to follow the system and not having to worry about, you know, starting the company, creating your brand, starting the uh, uh, product line, uh, <laughs> developing yep. all the manufacturing, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Yeah, because that's... Um, yeah, and that's and that's the that is exactly the reason why I decided on direct sales because I knew that I wanted to do something where I was in charge of my own life and where I didn't have to really answer to other people, but I didn't have a product or service to offer and I knew that it would be ridiculously expensive and time consuming to try and do that all myself. It's just not practical. Yeah, and so you picked an area and we're not necessarily going to discuss the exact uh, product or company here today, but you picked an area that you how did you do that? What was your process of finding um, a product or a company that you wanted to be involved with? 
Um, <laughs> for, my process is a little different than I think most other people's processes. I don't know. It kind of just hit me that this was the, like, the appropriate fit for me. It wasn't really, like, I didn't do a ton of research at, at the start. I had really honestly decided, and I decided I was just going to kind of jump in because it just felt right. I think the most important thing that people need, I mean, that that's a great a uh, great line that you just said. It's something that had to fit for me because um, we can do all the research on, on the planet and find out that it's a great business, but if it doesn't really fit your purpose or who you are or your personality or your passion, then it's, you're probably not going to be successful at it anyway. Um, and True. So th- yeah. I think, you know, that's a wise approach to take. Now, Well, and I think the thing that kind of – I think the thing that kind of um, pushed me toward the specific thing that I decided to do is that there's a huge educational component to what we do. And to me, I've always wanted to do something that helps people, and I feel like educating them is a way to empower them. Oh, that is a way to empower, for sure. And yep. it, also, it also provides work for you, you know? So you yes. having the ability mm-hmm. and understanding and creating some of your own, you know, um, understanding and development of the product line or the company of what it is and how it's going to affect and make people feel different or better, then applying that in conversation with people is a great uh, uh, format to, and then, and, you know, uh, to be in business and to provide that kind of a format is, is, is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to shift. I'm going to move a little bit here because we want to focus in or hone this conversation here specifically today on some of the aspects of your business. Now, most people, when they get involved in a business or most customers who are looking at getting involved in a product line, they actually go through a process, and many times they don't even know they're going through the process, but that is they're picking up. They're generally going to get communicated, uh, you know, some information they're going to get communicated some information about what product that you have through some source, whether it's social media or um, somebody gave you somebody gave you a referral and you contacted them. Um, maybe you reached out to them via phone. Maybe you, uh, uh, but but whatever the case is, then you go through a presentation or demonstration process, and then there's the engagement that they have, which is typically getting started purchasing and that engagement process sometimes takes some time. You have to overcome objections. You got to answer questions. You got to get to the, to the end of the, you know, into the point where they actually purchase and become a customer. And then they um, will typically uh, think it's over at that point. And actually this is where I feel like most people lose it in micro business these days. The average micro entrepreneur or micropreneur, we call it here at MLO, is they don't go through this whole process that I think is absolutely phenomenal and and incredible. And I chose you to help uh, uh, allow our listeners to understand this because I think you get it. And that is the process of building relationships, the process of asking for referrals, the process of thinking about – each customer, not just as a customer, but who all the people that they know and the customer base and the potential of that customer base that those people know and how that can grow into and continue to go um, into more and more and more and more people. So let's yep. let's lean down that path, if you don't mind. 
And um, to direct that, first of all, if there's any thoughts at any time you want to just pour out, go ahead. Uh, this is okay. There's there's purely, I mean, the structure of this is to basically get to we'll get to all the points that we talked about, but. More importantly, is I want it to be as natural as possible for the listener to understand. You know, hey, um, this is this is a real type of methodology that we're talking about here. So let's dig in a little bit here and talk about perpetuation of your business and the ease of. It. And and I'm 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 basically grabbing some information that you and I talked about, which is the ease of you being able to get customers and to continue to grow and build your business. Um, yeah, it's that's definitely one of those places where I feel like I really thrive. But I feel like it's really important that you build relationships, not only with the people, who, your prospects, but definitely also your customers, because you're exactly right. You know, you have to think beyond the immediate satisfaction, the, the instant gratification of a sale from somebody, because it's a lot easier to keep customers than it is to find new ones. And if you have great customers who are loyal to your business, then they're naturally going to start referring people to you. They're naturally going to help you grow your business. But they don't do that unless you stay present to them, unless you stay top of mind. So I think it's super important to really, really cultivate those relationships with people. So, like, for me, what I like to do is I actually like to get to know my customers. And does it take a little bit of time? Yes, it does. Um, but they're, they're worth that time because they, you know, it comes back to me tenfold. Um, so for, for me, I think a big thing is really coming from a genuine heartfelt place when I'm working with my customers and potential recruits. Um, because number one, people can tell if you're not being authentic, they can tell if you're, they can tell what your motivations are. So when you can come from a place of genuinely caring and understanding your customer, then it's it's going to be so beneficial for you. You know, you mentioned um, staying present and getting to know them. And I know that coming from a genuine heartfelt uh, basis is, is really one of the big secrets. And it's, well, what, it's one of the reasons that, <laughs> well, you know, the turnover rate in the direct sell industry is huge, as you know. Uh, it is. The attrition rate is, yeah. is high, but it's probably not any higher than it is in other sales arenas, except for, you know, there's a lot of really uh, very, very part-time people that come into direct sales. But so yep. let's go back to this. Give me some ideas of some of the ways that you stay present or in front of your customer base, your existing customer base. So um, I definitely do a lot on social media. Social media is awesome. It makes things so much easier than they used to be <laughs> to stay in front of people. Um, so I genuinely connect with people on their Facebook, Instagram, whatever the case may be. I'm learning Snapchat. That's a lot of the younger kids um, that they're huge on Snapchat, but uh, goals, right? Um, so I definitely make sure that I'm, I'm interacting with them and that I am genuinely participating in conversations with them. So like, I, I'll reach out to somebody and be like, Hey, I saw that such and such is going on with you. You know, give me a shot if you want to chat because we've, we've previously had interactions and what we deal with is very intimate conversations. And so we have that kind of connection. Um, so I just make sure that I'm participating with them and that I'm keeping things fun and that I'm being consistent when I'm, when I'm posting things in my own personal social media and also my like VIP groups and things like that. Um, I think that consistency is really important. Um, I also make sure that I touch people outside of social media 
because as we know, it cannot, it can sometimes mm-hmm. be challenging. I know that, you know, definitely one of those has had some re- huge challenges recently. Um, so it's important to make sure that you're reaching people outside of that social media as well. So I'm a big fan of follow-up texts. I'm a big fan of um, sending out monthly email blasts to my list. And including stuff that's not just about my business, but also things that are about me personally. Because people like that. They like to see that you're a human. I think, you know, the big thing on um, uh, social media is there is a concept or a way or methodology that you have to, you know, keep it personal to a large degree. And when you see some interaction uh, with somebody who has questions or somebody who has interests, how do you take it from there? When I see that they have interest in my... Yeah, let's say they have interest in... Go ahead. So so it really depends on the person, and it depends on what we're trying to accomplish. So, um, and and the the degree that we're trying to work together. So I feel like if there's somebody who's interested in joining our business, then that absolutely, that turns into face-to-face conversation for me. Um, I love Mm -hmm. to do coffee dates. I like to do dinner dates you know, cocktails, whatever it is that they're into. Um, I love to meet people face-to-face um, because you really, you just can't replace that face-to-face communication with people. You can't replace, you know, the body language is such a huge part of how we communicate with people. And so I feel like it's important to be in the same room with people. Now, if, if I'm working with somebody to a lesser degree, say like, you know, somebody who's interested in, you know, my products versus, you know, joining the business, then sometimes that stays online. Um, sometimes it turns into a phone call. It really just depends more on what they are, what they're comfortable with. So I'll, I try to communicate in a way that they can hear me in a way that's most comfortable for them. Ah, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a matter of using common sense um, as in, you know, social skills <laughs> to uh, yeah. make sure that you're communicating, <laughs> make sure you're communicating that in a professional manner. It's not going to expose anybody, embarrass anybody, or cause uh, any undue stress inside of uh, that that realm. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, and this is all pretty easy. You know, it's pretty common sense stuff that people forget. <laughs> it is, you know, and it is amazing to me. And I even even the process of getting referrals. I can remember, um, and I, I want to talk about this because. When the light bulb came on to me, I'd been involved um, many years ago. I'd been involved in uh, as an independent contractor in financial services, and I was living in a very small town at the time, and I'd pretty much tapped my resource of, of, uh, of people, and my mother had given me a referral or a name of somebody that I should contact in another town that I was interested in doing business in, and so I stopped and had a conversation. I won't get into that whole thing on this. Uh, for for time, but what it did was it opened my eyes to the idea of referrals, even to somebody who at that time, that person did not actually purchase anything from me and my business, but because we had a connection and we got to know each other and we became friends, he became an incredible resource for me, and Mm -hmm. and all said and done directly, I wound up with over 300 referrals directly that were that were referrals that were of value. They weren't just names out of a phone book. These were people that he knew personally and they knew him and I could go contact them and drive my business uh, one step further. Um, So let's talk about direct referrals, indirect referrals. Let's talk about 
you know, how do you go after referrals? How do you actually get referrals? What are some of the ways right. that we actually are doing that? So the the first way that I get referrals is I ask. <laughs> um, it's it's amazing to me how much we forget to ask people for referrals. Um, and I, I feel like some people are uncomfortable with that. But if you're providing a wonderful product or service, you should have absolutely no concerns about asking for business because you you know that there's integrity to back up what you're doing. You know, so it's okay to ask people, hey, do you know somebody else who would love our product or service? Do you know somebody else who would be interested in this? Because the nicest thing that you can do is share, right? <laughs> like if right. you love a good movie, you would share that. So why wouldn't you share a product or service that would help benefit a small business owner? Because most people are willing. So number one, you just have to ask. Do you have a super fun friend who'd be interested? Blah, blah, blah. That's it. And they'll either uh, say yes or they'll say no. <laughs> well, one of the things you just did there is you took it a little bit, a, a little bit of a step further because your personal, the, the people that you want as a customer, you identified it by saying, you know, somebody who is, Fun. I don't know how you just said it. I, I, I was, it was going too fast. <laughs> um, somebody who's fun and what? What was it? Do you remember? Somebody who I, I don't know. I, somebody who's fun <laughs> and loves blah blah blah. Yeah, like I, yeah. I try and keep it fun. I try and keep it light. You know, we're not like, you know, solving world problems here. We're offering exactly. great products and services. So just keep it fun. Keep it light. Don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. And it's cool because you've actually identified the type of people that you want to be around. And that is, a, yeah. and that is what's good. So that keeps that circle, a uh, sphere of, of referral base staying in this tight circle, which is, I mean, again, you're right. We don't need to complicated with this, but it is, um, it is a process that I think people, you hit something, a nerve that people don't do. And it's costing yeah. them business as a result. Of yeah. Because, because they're afraid. They're afraid of the no. They're afraid that they're overstepping. They're afraid that, I don't know, that they don't deserve it. I don't know what they're afraid of, but they're afraid, and that's why they don't ask. So I would say if you know that your products and services are wonderful, take that fear aside because there's no need for it. Well, and one of the things you probably do, I've always done, um, is, is during the process when you're working with a person or you're communicating with them or you're taking them down through this whole process, you get them to engage with you and they decide to do business and blah, 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 you're probably, like me, going and taking notes on all of this. You know, you know the person. Yep. You've got some sort of way of keeping notes on this. And it might have been through the conversation or through the process that Mary said, oh, man, you know, Beth would like this. Sue would like this. And, and you're like, well, who's Beth and Sue? Oh, they're gals that I hang out with at my bridge club or something. I don't know. Or, or my golf right. or whatever. <laughs> and, and so you've got that in your mind. And so asking referrals, it's like, hey, do you mind if I get a hold of Beth and Sue? You mentioned the, yep. them. And see how easy that is to, you know, and it, yeah. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but these are. Uh, no, that's, ex yeah. but you're exactly right. That's exactly how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like keeping notes on people is important. Um you know, if, if you're recruiting somebody, you need to know their why. You need to know, like, why they're interested in doing what you're doing. You need to know why they're interested in, you know, if you're doing whatever it is you're doing. You need to know their why. You need to know something about them. And their why, their motivation is a good thing to know about somebody. So, yeah, and definitely keep notes about who their friends are. <laughs> right, yeah, because that comes up, and then you can always go back to it. Um, and every business is a little bit different, you know, depending on the – 
the type of business you are, the size of the sale that you have, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a perfect, I mean, it doesn't matter. I've worked with people that are selling million dollar homes um, yeah. and then people who are selling under hundred dollar items. And yep, but the same concept, principles apply. It does. And even the same yeah. verbiage many times applies. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, how about uh, discounts, promotions, um, we had, I, I know there was some, some information that you and I were talking about uh, uh, that, you know, before we actually started this, this conversation, <laughs> before we went on record, and you were talking about some incentives that you were doing, some promotions you were doing, and how does that affect um, continuing an ongoing business and driving more traffic? I mean, I work primarily with women, and here's the thing, women love free stuff. I have never met a woman who has said no to something free. Um, so I love to give them what they want. Um, I, and I actually just finished shipping out like 70 orders, uh, which was awesome because I do like, I like to reward people who are loyal to me. So every year I do a big customer appreciation event and this year was my best one so far, which was awesome. Um, but I, I, strongly believe that it's important to give back to the people who give to you. Um, so that's my way of doing that. I also, as far as like promoting, promoting different aspects of my business, you know, really I just find out what they want and then I offer that to them, <laughs> whether it's, you know, whether I'm recruiting or doing, you know, whatever aspect of my business, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nice. So, is it, I mean, I'm, I'm like you, you know, if you can bring me, X amount of business, um, why wouldn't I give something free away? Or even just offer yeah. the incentive and then, you know, know that because of the strength of your business, the confidence you have, and you know the rate of return that you're going to have, if you invest X amount of time, you're probably going to get a rate of return of X. If you're going to invest X Absolutely. amount of money, you're probably going to get it. And after doing this for a period of time, you start to pick up on those trends. Yeah, and I think sometimes people fail to see the big picture here. Um, I know a lot of a lot of people who are new in their businesses, they're like, oh, I don't want to give that away. I don't want to give that away. It costs so much, whatever. But the thing is, is that you have to remember the long-term investment of what you're doing. So, you know, if, if you give away a, a free item to somebody and it doesn't turn out exactly how you think it, you know, how you had it planned in your mind, it doesn't really matter because usually in the long run, you get so much from that that you have more than exponentially, you know, returned your investment. So I think it's important to remember that big picture there. Well, I think you got to be thinking about every customer is the value of 1000 more. And when oh, yeah. I say that, I mean, you know, if, if somebody gives me 10 and I go to those 10 and I get three customers and I go to those three and they give me 10, I mean, it doesn't take very long where you have the potential of a thousand potential customers in front of you. And this yep. is why I know personally for me, this arena has been so incredible. Once I picked up on this about 35 years ago, um, <laughs> It, it made everything different in, in my career and my life, and I don't have to worry about ever having business or getting business, you know? Right. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that's very cool. And, uh, you, you know, there's another point that I wanted to make on this, and that is that I think especially, uh, and it's not necessarily in just direct sale, but direct sale gigs, um, people who are independent contractors, have a tendency to not look at their company as their company. They have a tendency to look at, well, I am, I 
I spent X amount of dollars to get involved doing something. And if I don't get a return on this within 30 days, my husband's going to kill me. Well, um, hey, you know, if that's how you came into it, think about it. You probably came into it wrong, number one. Uh, but number two, the biggest thing that I get is that um, particularly when I'm talking to direct sale people is they don't understand the value of time and money and investment. And and when you you just basically alluded to it, and that is that when you invest time and money into your people, it's going to come back to you tenfold or more. And we don't know what the real answer to that is. Everybody, everybody's fold is going to be different based on how, how, you know, a lot of things, attitude and personality and, and equipped, how, how equipped they are and, and uh, you know, how, how, you know, patient they are, et cetera. But, but you take that concept and you look at most businesses today. I mean, let's face it, most businesses do not turn a profit for at least three years. It's like 3.25 years before a company actually, a new business turns turn a profit. And, and right. so we have that, that, that most people when they join uh, the direct sell business, if they're not millionaires in 3.25 years, they think they're <laughs> Yeah, that's not exactly how that works. Um, maybe it's for some not. people, but in general, that's not how that works. Um, I no. love that you, one of the things you said is attitude. It depends on their attitude. And I personally think that that is a huge, huge thing that differentiates the people who are successful from the people who fail um, is their attitude. I mean, even if, even if you don't have the resources right now, or even if you don't have the, the education right now, or even if you don't have whatever else right now, if you have a stinking attitude about something, you are definitely not going to succeed at all because it's hard to be self-employed. It's not a walk in the park, but it's super worth it. You just have to remember to keep your attitude in a decent place, I think. That's right. Um, attitude is a major part of it. You know, and if you can do that and make sure you're blocking your time correctly, um, spending the, the time necessary to go to, you know, to go build this. But that mindset that you're talking about, which is positive attitude, it's critical. It's the starting point. It's what everything else sort of generates off of. Because I've always, mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've kind of believed in the concept of mindset, time block, um, work your database and continue with lead generation. Lead generation is what we're talking about here. And lead generation is working through your database to get to more people who are interested in being involved in your product or service. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, even working outside of your, your database, you know, you have an opportunity every single time you step out your door to network with people. Like if you are going to a restaurant to eat, if you are going to a store to buy groceries, if you are running errands, no matter what you're doing, you have an opportunity. You're always constantly in front of people. So you should be taking advantage of that. Um, and it's hard to do that with RBS. You know, it's hard to do that when you look angry. So um, I feel like, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you put on your happy face, it makes it a lot easier to generate leads, even when you're not even like really like quote unquote trying, you know? I think this is a big problem with their direct sell people and we'll wrap up on this concept, but I'd like for you to share, let's say you bumped into me at, at the bank line and um, you, you smile, I smile, the, the, you know, something, you know, there's a connection. Let's just, um, and maybe you, you're, you're, you know, your clientele is more women. So, um, maybe I'm a bad example. Oh, no, I talk to everyone. 
I talk to men too. We our clientele is mostly women, but most men know a woman. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna start a conversation with you now. I do generally tend to like I would I, I, if I have a choice between a cashier, I'm gonna pick the woman over the man just because I do, you know, because it's easier for me, but I'm going to start a conversation and I'm going to usually start with, if it's a woman, I usually find something that I like about her and I start with a compliment because it's an easy way to break the ice. Um, if it's, if it's somebody I ran into, well, that's easy because it's funny because you probably ran into somebody, you know, you can make something from that, but there's anybody that you meet, definitely start talking to them, you know, ask them questions, find out about them because you never know where the conversation can lead. That's great. And we have, through the years, learned the concept myself. I, I basically have copycatted that concept, which you're talking about, and that is lead with a compliment. Find something genuine and lead with it, and then use the method that you're talking about. And for our listeners, I'll throw it out there. It's called the form method or frog mm-hmm. method, as other, other people train on. And that's just, you know, family occupation, recreation, and what motivates them or what's their money desires, et cetera. Um, that that concept is um, an easy way to network and build a relationship. And we're in the mm-hmm. you know the, you're in the relationship building business when you're in when you're any when you're when you're building any kind of top line growth whatsoever yep. sales you name it. That's right. Uh, you're in the business of building relationships. Um, so, well, thanks for wrapping up on that point. We're going to close out this uh, particular call for another session at Matt Levitt online. And um, Carly, is there anything uh, at the very tail end here, the last few seconds that you want to add at all? Um, Well, first I want to thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Um, But I I just keep building relationships, keep practicing. If you're uncomfortable talking to people, just practice. It'll get easier. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's such perfect advice. That is the perfect advice because the, you're right. I mean, it just it just comes with. We weren't born with this. Nobody was born uh, with this ability to do this. You know, uh, we had to learn. Yeah. And learning yeah. it um, with a little bit of guidance is what we provide. And, you know, um, w- with that in mind, and just keep practicing and opening your mouth and talking to people. It's going to get easier and easier. You're right. Mhm. Well, thanks, Carly. Thank you so much for joining today. And. Um, have an, have an amazing rest of the day. And for those of you that are listening, thank you for your time. And um, this is another edition of Matt Levitt Online. Goodbye for now.